on Wednesday, I don't know, let's say it was really late in the day, I got a phone call from Pam, and I could tell she was excited and anxious, which is like normal for Pam, always <laughs> excited. And, uh, and she goes, you wouldn't believe it. And I knew it was going to be good. I was so excited to hear the news. She goes, the wedding I'm supposed to be officiating next week, I just found out 10 minutes ago, is this Saturday. And then I instantly knew what she was asking. And so all I could do was just start laughing hysterically at how funny that was to me. This is how she found out. She was meeting with the, groom, the father of the groom, and uh, he said, hey, I'll see you the day after tomorrow. It's Wednesday, meaning at the rehearsal on Friday. And she goes, well, I'll see you like a, a week from Friday. And he's like, no, Friday. And she had no idea that she had booked the wrong date. So I'm saving the day. That's what I'm here to do, is to save the day. And I was excited for two reasons. One I'll share in a little bit, but one reason I was excited was because uh, we are getting ready to start a series we're calling Practicing Generosity. Uh, and I'd been helping kind of put some thoughts together, and I, I kind of had done an overview, and I knew I was launching this series, so I'd, I had done a little bit of work, and so I was excited to engage that. And so as, as, as soon as I figured out from Pam, that she was excited about concluding the sermon series on why the church, which she'll be doing next week, and I was going to be able to do this uh, intro on generosity, I was super excited. But let me tell you this, that this is not a sermon series or a sermon about trying to convince you to give Kairos or anyone else more money. There'll be very few references to financial generosity today. But rather, we see generosity... Uh, of having multiple expressions, many ways that we can be generous. And I think there's some of these ways that we naturally lean into and others we kind of avoid. And so what I'm hopeful for uh, to this morning over the course, course of the next couple weeks is that we would engage some of these different rhythms of generosity in our life and then we would stand back from that, maybe reflect and, and see, do I like the type of person I am? when I try to be more generous with my life. Specifically, being more generous with our words. You know, do you know an encouraging person, someone just often and always affirming other people? Uh, we, you know, Micah Dalton, our once uh, uh, um, worship leader, uh, he's the one who pointed this out to me, that word encourage has the word courage in it, so that when we use, our, when we are generous with our words, it's as if we are pouring courage into the life of someone else. Do you know anybody who needs more courage? Well, what about being uh, generous with your time? This is actually the area I struggle because I'm extremely selfish with my time. Uh, I overstated that slightly, just a little bit. Uh, but I can be selfish with my time. And I, I recently had to, to reflect on that with, with my relationship with Miriam because I know about her that her number one love, uh, love language is quality time. So as I'm thinking about my life and generosity, it's like, what does it look like to be more generous with my time? And I have a person I see every single day that I could practice that with. What about being generous with our financial resources? All I want to do here is to say that there's a grandpa here who gives his grandchildren $2 bills. And so when I'm counting the offering the next day on a Monday before depositing it, I see these $2 bills. And I'm like, what a cool example that that grandpa 
is setting for his grandchildren of just giving $2 bills to begin sowing that seed of what it looks like to be a generous person. I like these ones. What about being generous with your stuff? I learned this quickly after buying a pickup truck. Nobody called me when I drove a Honda. But when you got a pickup truck, they're going to call. Okay? Or being generous with a vacation home. Miriam and I have been blessed by that many times by many people, people here, other churches we've served, by someone just saying, hey, go use, go use our vacation home. What about tools? You've been asked to borrow a tool? Let people use your tools, except for chainsaws. Stuart Teagarden taught me this, that never let anyone ever borrow your chainsaw. They'll either break it or cut something they shouldn't. And so if you want to borrow my chainsaw, you can ask, and I'd rather just come over and cut it myself. What about being generous with your expertise, your special abilities or skills and talents that, that you possess that, that at different times and certain uh, circumstances that you can offer that, be generous with it to help and bless somebody else. There's a man named Adam Brusso. Is there any old school Kairos people that go back, maybe even to Grant Park, who know that name? Adam Brusso. Nobody. I don't know Adam Brusso. I don't even know the person from Kairos that Adam was connected to, but I know that for seven years since I've been here, at any time that there's a tech issue, I can send Adam an email and say, hey, we're having this issue. And he just fixed it. Never met him, never had a conversation. I just experienced, and Kairos experiences Adam's generosity just through email. Small and simple. Okay, gone too long on this. I have a video that I want to show you. It's 90 seconds long. I don't think he's the greatest quarterback in history. You might. Uh, let's go ahead and show this video, which I believe will set up kind of the angle that I want to take for the rest of the morning. I mean, how much cooler would that video have been if it was Joe Montana? Yeah, yeah I agree. But the point is, and, and Tom Brady, awesome person, great career. He's talking about his football career. But hopefully you can read between the lines and go, what does it look like to be good 
with the two that you got. But then remember what he says, but make sure that you give your best two and see how God uses and multiplies the two that you got. Give the two that you got, your time, talent, treasure, whatever that is, and give it with this enthusiasm and give it with energy and a growing confidence that what you try to give, that it will be received, it will be used, and often multiplied beyond what we could ever imagine. And so I'm not saying two monies, two of anything. Reflecting on that in your life and thinking about it. And as you exercise your generosity muscles, I believe that you are going to see your faith grow. And when, and be, and when I watched this Tom Brady video, I hadn't yet landed on the specific passage. There's like five or six I was looking at. And then after watching this video, I was like, ah, I know what I want to preach from, from the scriptures. And it's from uh, Luke 21. It's the widow's offering. And just a little context, I think we need to understand just, just right before in the chap chapter previous, in chapter 20, Jesus is warning his followers, his disciples, about being legalistic and seeking status and recognition for their various pious acts. Um, and he says, like, don't give money, don't do all these grandiose things uh, for status and for, for people to see. So that's, that's what he's just got done talking to his disciples about. And then it's like, oh, hey, I got the perfect example. Hey, look over there. And then Jesus says this. As Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. Truly, I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And so a quick reminder that this is not a sermon with the goal of trying to convince you to give more money to Kairos or anywhere else. But rather, the aim of this sermon and, and this scripture passage is to help us reflect on what we do have to be generous with. Because as we know, there are many ways that we can express generosity. And it starts by identifying the two that you have, whatever you have, and attempting to give it with enthusiasm, energy, and a growing confidence that God is going to use what you give to do really cool things. And here, Jesus uses the poor widow who appears to have next to nothing, to, next to nothing to give, but she gives what little she has. He uses her as the model, as the example of who to be like. And what an incredible expression of faith we have from this widow. And you might not see yourself like the widow. You might not describe yourself or feel like a generous person. But none of us, no matter how you feel, can deny that Scripture, scripture elevates, elevates and attributes generosity as one of the primary ways of Jesus. And so let me ask you, despite how you might feel about being generous this morning, do you have two 
of anything to give? Do you have two of anything to offer? And let me just give you a couple examples. Because I want to encourage us, myself, to start with two. Because I believe we all have two of something to give. Maybe two intentional words of encouragement or affirmation to somebody in your life. Could you give two affirming words today or any other day or two affirming words every day for an entire week? I don't know what that two is, but, but could you? Do you have two minutes or two hours or to whatever time frame that you could offer and be generous with to, to give that time to someone or, or something else to benefit and bless them and see what comes from it. Do you have a $2 bill, a $20 bill, a $200 bill, a $2,000 bill? I think we're not out of those bills now. The, the amount doesn't matter. Do you have two of some financial currency to give today, this week? Do you see what I'm doing? This month, this year? Like, it, it doesn't matter how much. It's about what we're attempting and how we're attempting to give it. And so start with what you, do, what you possess. Do you have some type of special skill or ability or talent that, that, that you see and there might be an opportunity to share that? And then pick one or two ways or places to express whatever it is, whatever express, expression of generosity you feel God is placing on your heart. Pick one and begin exercising that generosity muscle. You might want to share your plan or your desire as, as if this is something that's taking root in your heart. You might want to share that with someone else. If you're the type of person who gravitates towards community and sharing and, and getting encouragement from others or maybe a sense of a little bit of accountability. Hey, I want to do such and such. I want you to know, and would you follow up with me next week and see how I did? Maybe you might do that. And then lastly, you might want to then reflect on the experience right away or over, over a course of some time. Reflect on your expressions of generosity and what that is not only doing for those that you serve and give that away to, but also reflect on how that might be impacting your own heart, your own relationship with God. And if you like what you see, you might want to ramp up and go, not only do I have two, what would it look like if I gave four? Because God's economy is kind of crazy. That when we give a little, the Lord seems just to do crazy stuff with little. So if we give a little bit more, think about how much more God might use that act of generosity. Well, I'm going too long, and, be, and I think I want to illustrate this in the life of a person, a person who might be the most generous person I know. Uh, Maria has already shared and led the offering, and so I want to invite Maria up right now to share with us a little bit about her experience about seeking to be a generous person, seeking to live a generous lifestyle. And here's one thing I've known, because I've known Maria for 25, almost 30 years. You'll need that microphone. She's never had much money. <laughs> kind of broke. I'm kind of joking. Uh, but if you know Maria, you know that her life 
is beaming with generosity. And so we're going to riff a little bit here. First question I have is this. You referenced it. Some of us know. Give us a brief update on your health. You had major, major, major back um, surgery, and now you're upstage on stage walking. How did yeah, that happen? That's, this has been an amazing... You're on. Is it on? There you go. This has been an amazing uh, time the last three months. And um, as he said, I'm standing up here walking and sitting down and standing doing work, which is something I haven't done in two decades. So it's, it's, it's been a tough but an amazing experience, and it just helps you to realize that no matter how long you've been praying for something, don't give up on that prayer. Well, a lot of us have been praying for you, and we're kind of like we're witnessing a miracle right now. And I'm so, so grateful. For, for those prayers, and even for those people who sometimes have doubted during this time, you know, to see that miracle come to fruition is, is really good, not just for me, but for them. I only got one question written down. Okay. Can you tell us about Saving Hearts Together and how God has used the two that you got and to start a ministry that rescues girls out of sex trafficking? Yeah. So I guess the two that I have now is time and love. Um, uh, those are really important to me, and I, and I tend to be able to give those very freely. Um, Saving Hearts Together is um, a nonprofit organization that I started many years ago in, as Joe said, working with ch children, mostly girls, removed from the sex trade in Costa Rica. Um, we are currently um, developing a 40-acre piece of property that hopefully in the future we'll be able to house 100 girls. This is a big endeavor, and more people than I know have gone this crazy, species <laughs> um, and never thought that, that, that I could make this happen. And I'll be really honest, when God called me to do this, I already was thinking the last seven, and I thought I was going to sink. But I haven't given up. I'm very tenacious, and I won't give up, because I have the blessing of meeting these children and seeing them happen. Again, working with them, playing with them, and living with them, and seeing them become their best. And there's nothing more satisfying than that. Um, we're currently hoping and praying to open in 2021 more than 28-year-old homemaking property. Um, it's, it takes a lot to do that. Uh, we know the government, we work with everything else, but also you have to have the facilities built. We currently have about 10,000 square feet built. So when we work with one child in 
We are going to do that quite literally, and we're going to start seeing in relationship with Saving Hearts and with Mario to go to see who's got two of something to give, and we're starting to explore the ideas of uh, getting back into mission trips opportunities, and Mario and I have been throwing out ideas, and some of your names might have popped up on someone we might be tapping with, with going back there because uh, we want to continue supporting you, uh, and I think you're one of the most remarkable people I've ever met. But then when I just hang out with you, you're just normal Maria, just a normal person who what we see in you is an example of someone who said, I got a little bit and I'll see what happens with it. And so thank you for blessing us. Would you please hang out with Maria afterwards? She'll be hanging out in the back. She has some of those materials. Maybe something now or over the course of time will start welling up in your life uh, as it pertains to Costa Rica as one example of a place or we want to express our generosity. As Maria sits down, do you need a... Nope, can, I got it. Don't fall. Okay. That would be such a bummer. Hey, let's give Maria a round of applause. <laughs> I'm probably running way too long, so let's wrap up with this. Generosity is ultimately an expression of grace. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but will have eternal life. 
the greatest example of generosity ever known to humankind, the laying down of one's life for others. This is the standard, and it's a really high standard, but it is a worthy standard and rhythm to establish in our lives of discipleship as we seek and try to follow after the way of Jesus. And when we learn to be generous with our words, our financial resources and stuff, our expertise, our time, whatever it is that we have, our two, we will start and begin to experience transformation in our lives first, and then we will have a front row seat at seeing and witnessing how God uses our generosity to build his kingdom here on earth. And so I want to suggest this. I want to suggest that we embrace and follow the example of Maria, Tom Brady, the widow in scripture, and we just simply start by identifying and offering the two that you got. Figure out what you have to give and offer to God's service and kingdom. Give the two that you got with enthusiasm, energy, and a growing confidence that God is going to take what you give and do something incredible with it. That's what I heard when I heard the testimony from Maria. I heard energy, enthusiasm, and a growing confidence that God was going to make up the difference. And so would you pray with me as we ask God and invite God to begin mining our hearts and cultivating within us the spirit of generosity. Heavenly Father, we are grateful this morning to be able to read and to have experienced the powerful words of John 3, 16, that we, that we have experienced the lengths by which you have been generous to us. And so, Lord, we pray that as we embrace and experience your generosity to us, as we experience salvation, that our lives would be changed. Even if it's subtle and just little steps, but Lord, we want to give you the two that we got, especially when we don't feel like we have much more to give and ask that you would do something in our lives. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen.